960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Again, want to thank our good friends uh, over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor. Really do appreciate them. Also want to thank our first hour guest, Shane Albee the voice of the University of Mount Olive Athletics and the Down East Wood Ducks. Uh, also, uh, we're doing the show live from uh, Burlington as we're up here for uh, the ACC tournament in Greensboro. And, uh, man, really do appreciate Brett Kennedy from uh, News Channel 12, WCTI ABC 12, and uh, Scott Whittington, the son of Kenston. Coming up here in our second hour, you're going to hear from them uh, at about uh, 30 minutes after the hour here. and But before that, though, we're going to get Harlan Neal. Uh, he is the voice of high school athletics right here on 960 The Bull and 960thebull.com. Uh, he's also up here for the ACC tournament, one of the biggest uh, Duke fans, an Iron Duke, one of the biggest Duke fans we know, and just one of the biggest sports fans we know, too. Really looking forward to uh, picking his brain on a bunch of stuff. Before we get into that, though, we'll, uh, we're going to talk ACC tournament, obviously, here in a little bit. But did want to get you caught up on uh, our hometown heroes last night, Reggie Bullock and the uh, fifth-place Dallas Mavericks. Unfortunately, Reggie is out with a quad injury, and he did not get to play the Pelicans last night as uh, the Pelicans beat uh, Dallas last night. And then, on top of that, Brandon gets hurt with uh, the Pelicans late in that game, too. So, don't know where he stands right now, but hopefully uh, they play again on Saturday at home against OKC. The Pelicans do. Then they're home versus Portland on Sunday. So, uh, hopefully he'll be back, and hopefully Reggie will be back, too. But that was the last time they were scheduled to play each other this year. And unfortunately, uh, didn't get a chance to uh, do it, which was the second time of the four times they were scheduled to play each other this year that they did not get to uh, take on each other. Hey, uh, LCC baseball, uh, they have been off uh, since Sunday. They don't play again until Saturday. They've got a Saturday doubleheader at home. They host Southeastern Community College at Lancer Field. And then they play in Whiteville versus SCC on Sunday at noon. Uh, our hometown heroes, uh, we've talked a lot about Trez there in that first hour with, uh, Brent and Scott. We'll talk about him a little bit more here, uh, coming up in a little bit, but, uh, he plays again tonight, had a really good game last night and uh, an impressive dunk, a big three pointer in the first half as, uh, the Tar Heels rolled yesterday in their first game of the ACC tournament. How about Isaac Parson and Jeremy Dixon of CIAA champion Winston-Salem State? As you know, IP is out with an injury for the rest of the season, but they opened the NCAA Division II uh, tournament on Saturday uh, up in Pennsylvania. They take on Indiana University of Pennsylvania Saturday at 5 o'clock, and you can watch that game live at IUPathletics.com. I will be watching it from up here in, uh, in Greensboro and Burlington. But uh, be sure to check it out. Like I said, that's the first game they will be taking on IUP, who is 30-1 overall. They're the number one seed. Winston-Salem State is the eighth seed in that tournament. And they already played once this season when IUP won 67-50. to That was back in November. Uh, Damian Dunn and Temple, uh, they opened the AAC tournament as a fifth seed. They play Cincinnati tomorrow at 3 o'clock. That game will be on ESPN2. Uh, Maryland Eastern Shore, Shanti Lynch and the Maryland Eastern Shore, they beat Morgan State. Uh, last night, 49-46 to in the first round of the MEAC tournament. The seven seed beating the two seed. 
a pretty big upset. Unfortunately, Ashante didn't play. Uh, just so they went with a short bench last night, and she didn't get in that game. But they uh, take on either number three Howard or number six Delaware State. Those two teams play each other today in the MEAC tournament, and uh, they will be uh, facing uh, tomorrow. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse, the co-coach of the year in the SEC, they open SEC uh, tournament play today at 2. They are the 6th seed. They'll be taking on the 14th seeded uh, LSU Tigers, uh, who beat Georgia uh, yesterday. Tell you what, I've got some sound from that but uh, uh, with an interview that Jerry did with Paul Feinbaum, but we're going to save that for uh, when I get uh, uh, Brett and Scott back up here because I definitely want to pick Brett's brain about uh, – about uh, the great job that Jerry has done. Hey, uh, high school sports real quick. We'll uh, hit these while we're getting Harlan up here on the line with us. Uh, yesterday, uh, Green Central uh, lost 10-6 to to uh, Wilson Hunt. Uh, the Rams fall to 2-3. Uh, and three. Overall, Hunt improves to 3-2. and two. Aiden Grifton uh, travels up to North Johnston. They win that game 7-2. to two. The Chargers uh, off to a great start this season. They are now 4-1. and one. Today's baseball games, Parrot Academy, unbeaten Parrot Academy. They are at home today. Uh, they're 5-0. and oh. They take on Rocky Mountain Academy. They're 1-1. One one. Kenston is 0-2. Oh they travel to Wilson Beddingfield, who is 1-1, one and, one, and South Lenore is at home. They are 1-2. and two. They take on a winless Richlands team today at 6 o'clock. In softball last night, uh, Wilson Hunt defeated uh, Green Central 15 to nothing. The Rams are still winless at 0-4 today's games. Parrot is at home against Rocky Mountain Academy. Kinston's at Jones Senior. Uh, unbeaten North Lenore there at Aiden Grifton, and then South Lenore is at home against Richland. So there's your prep update. And on the line with us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line, we are joined by one of the biggest Duke fans that I know on this planet uh it's harlan neal how are you doing he's the voice of high school basketball he and barry stallings here on 960 the bull and 960 com. how are you doing this morning my friend i am doing wonderful brian hope you're doing well coming to you live in the heart of durham uh actually uh for those maybe that are familiar uh, right across from the old durham athletic park here in durham I'm- and uh yeah, where Bull Durham was filmed, and you know, back in the day when the uh, the Atlanta Braves had the affiliate of the Durham Bulls, and used to play the Kenton Kenton Indians and all that, and that single A ball back then. But yeah, right in the heart of Durham. So, uh, and Brian, as you too would sing, it's a beautiful day. It is indeed a beautiful day. You've got myself and Scott Whittington talking to you this morning here, Harlan, and you've got to be pretty excited, man. Yes, uh, your Blue Devils. Struggled for a bit this season, uh, but they seem to be hitting their stride at the right time and got the double bye going into the ACC tournament. Uh, just uh, your your thoughts on uh, your Blue Devils to this point in the season, Harlan? Yeah, really pleased overall, Brian. Again, they, they started out the year, obviously, they start four freshmen, so obviously very young and inexperienced, although talented. Um, they are sometimes offensively challenged. They're, they're not a great shooting team. But I do like what Shire has done with the team. Uh, basically, I thought one of the biggest things they did was they convert. Uh, Tyree Proctor is now the point guard. And they moved Jerry Muroch off to the two guard, and that's really opened things up. And he's making great, great decisions. Uh, they're a lot more defined now. I think the team kind of knows their role. And really, uh, Brian, their identity really has been defense and offensive rebounding. Uh, again, not a great shooting team. Sometimes they do struggle to score, but they are able to sometimes get those offensive rebounds and get some putbacks. So real pleased there. Uh, Kyle Filipowski, 
uh, Rookie of the Year, uh, has done a great job as well. Derek Lively has done really well inside, altering shots, uh, making that lane tough to get through. As long as he can stay out of foul trouble, that's the key there. And then, of course, um, we got Derek Whitehead and Mark Mitchell has really come by the other day. He he got some really big boy rebounds the other night against UNC over at the Dean Dunn. So they're getting contributions from everybody. Uh, John Shire's running kind of an eight-man rotation right now. He's got it kind of fine-tuned. Ryan Young's done a good job as well, uh, the graduate transfer. So, uh, yeah, they won six in a row, Brian. And, you know, it's all about, you know, playing your best ball in March. And so the Blue Devils uh, – now, they'll have a tough pass today as they entertain the uh, the Pitt Panthers at 2.30 from the Greensboro Coliseum. And I know you're excited about that. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Your last loss that you had, and hear me clearly, Harlan, and I've got Scott right here as a witness too, <clears throat> was that tough uh, overtime loss to uh, Virginia back on September, or I'm sorry, on February the 11th on September, on February the 11th. And uh, a game that I took, and Scott, take up for me here. I've taken no pleasure in that victory whatsoever. Harlan, I promise. In fact, I thought it was, that was about as unfair an ending to a game as I've seen. I And the, the reason I'm not, I've not bragged one time to Scott. I've not bragged to any Duke fans I know because, dude, karma is a real thing, isn't it, Harlan Neal? Absolutely. Things seem to come around. What goes around comes around. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough pill to swallow that day. Obviously, you know, the, the foul situation with uh, Kyle Filipowski, and uh, he would have gotten take two free throws. And I would have liked to have thought that he would have made at least one or two and maybe two or two. But uh, anyway, obviously didn't get that opportunity. And then UVA, I knew when it went into overtime, I was like, uh, this is not a good sign. The UVA is, is great at winning close games. They, they figure out they make winning plays at the end of games. They're tough. Uh, Tony Bennett does a great job. So I knew that was uh, that was going to be tough. But, yeah, that one kind of stings some. But uh, And actually, uh, you know, this record actually – when they're healthy now, again, when I say healthy, the top eight starters are all fully healthy and able to play. They're actually their only loss uh, is against that game at, in Charlottesville against UVA. Wow, and 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 honestly, and I got to tell you, I got to ask you as a fan and as a Duke super fan as you are, how do you look at that game, Harlan? And I mean that sincerely. I mean, do you look at that as an L? Do you look at it? I mean, how, how do you when you think about that game up in Charlottesville? What, how do you view it? Well, I, I, I kind of don't think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's a nail. Obviously, it's a nail. But I really didn't count that much as one against the Blue Devils because, really, technically, we all know. You know, it was. It, I, what was interesting is how you look at the replay and you still can't get it right. That's what I don't understand. Sometimes, you know, sometimes refs, and I and I'm not a ref basher at all. I know they got a very difficult job and all that. But you know, how do you miss it? Would you, yeah. would you if you get it wrong? But you can go to the replay and then you still get it wrong. That and we've seen some of that throughout the year. The rest, some of the officiating this year has been questionable at, at best. Yeah. Uh, so, and actually, if you think about it, that one loss that caught Duke would have been tied for the ACC uh, standings if that if that if they'd have been tied with they'd have been actually tied for the top of the spot with, with Miami. So, Harlan, you yeah. speak of that, and you speak of um, you know those little those situations that determine a lot. The Pitt Panthers the other day wow. went from having to share the AC turn, uh, tie, regular season title to the fifth seed. It's just any given day in the ACC, anything can happen. Uh, it, 
Just talk about that a little bit. And, and let me pipe there, up before let me pipe up before you say before you answer too, Harlan. Not just the game, dude. It was a shot. That shot yeah. at the end of that Miami Pitt game that Pitt misses. They hit that shot, Harlan. They're the number one seed in the ACC tournament. They missed the shot. They're playing. They they don't get the double bonus, or I mean the double buy. Yeah, it's it, that's that's the thin margin that we're dealing with, and you know, actually, that's what makes it kind of more exciting for everybody. I mean, it is unbelievable this year. That's the margin, you know. Uh, Pitt, uh, Duke, Duke, I mean, Pitt ended up a fifth seed, but they, they are not a fifth seed. Like you said, they came one shot from uh, winning or tying the ACC championship, but by them beating, by them losing the other day. Duke moved up to the fourth spot. Actually, Duke would have been playing yesterday uh, instead of uh, today if they hadn't lost. If Pitt hadn't lost that game, so there was wow. a couple things that had to happen that last week. Duke had to beat Carolina. Duke had to beat Carolina and State, and Pitt lost their last two games. Uh, kind of a head scratcher up there at Notre Dame. You know, Notre Dame caught fire a little bit there at the end. And then they lost that tough one against Miami. But that's how razor thin this stuff is. The margin of error is very, very slim. And there's not as much difference between a lot of these teams as some of the, some, some of the analytics make it out to be sometimes. I mean, this tournament is wide open. So I, it's going to be tough today. You know, you got Jeff Capel, ACC Coach of the Year. It's going to be interesting seeing Capel and John Shire coaching against each other. Obviously, two former players of Coach K. And obviously, two former assistants of Coach K. So the dynamics today in that game are going to be very, very interesting and very well watched. You talk about how razor thin, how wide open this thing is, and you just kind of said uh, how today is going to be a close one. What What is your prediction for today, and what it, what is your scouting report from what you've seen this year on the Pitt Panthers going into this? Uh, okay, very good question, Scott. I think it's going to come down to big boy basketball today. Pitt is a very strong, and they're a very old and experienced team. I bet, I think their average age is like almost 23 years old. So, you know, they're very young. Duke's got four stars or four freshmen that are 18 years old. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy Roach. So uh, they've had to grow up kind of quick. But this Duke team, one thing I like about them, they're mentally tough. You've got to be mentally tough and play big boy basketball to advance. You've got to make winning plays and execute, and it's going to come down to that. Uh, I think this Duke-Pitt game is going to be an extreme battle today. I watched Pitt yesterday, and, you know, you got Jamarius Burton. I mean, he had 21 points yesterday. Nelly, Nelly Cummins is a, is, is a beast to deal with. I love this name, Federico Federico. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I guess the parents didn't know what else to do, so they said, okay, last name's Federico. Why not the first name? Let's make it simple. So uh, he had 19 points yesterday, and then Blake Henson. But Pitt plays very, very strong. They're very aggressive uh, inside. They play good defense. So uh, I think it's going to come down. I do think the Blue Devils will edge it out today. I think uh, they do need to shoot the ball a little bit better. They're going to have to get some offensive rebounds. But uh, I do think the Blue Devils win by four today over the Pitt Panthers. But it will be a battle. It will be – it's going to go right – probably go right down to the wire realistically man i can't wait listen uh jason is uh listen to jason bryant right now he wanted you to address the throat punch at virginia tech that uh i believe that was filipowski who took that throat punch <laughs> but he wanted you to address that uh harlan 
Uh, that was a tough one to bite too that night because Philip Halski absolutely got popped. I, you know, that's a dangerous thing to happen in a ball game. So you get hit in that trachea area down there. A lot of things can go wrong. Uh, my kids both work at Duke Medical Center. They can tell you. So anyway, uh, but yeah, that was a very tough situation there. That that and I and they and again another replay where the referees go to the monitor. And they do absolutely nothing. They didn't even call a common foul. Even if you don't call a fragrant foul, at the very least, it should have been a common foul. Yeah. Really should have been. You know, and they didn't even do that. So, Philip House, he's kind of been picked on this year a little bit. He's kind of, I don't know, he's a great kid. I, I, you know, I don't know what it's been. He, he seems to draw that kind of attention. But uh, that was tough. And I'll tell you another reason why. He was injured pretty bad. He was over there on the bench actually throwing up after that play. Wow. He, he really took a shot. And they were trying to design a three-pointer for him at the end of the game. And, you know, here's the player you want to take the shot. And he's over there throwing up on the bench. And then they did get a, a shot attempt up. And, of course, it fell short. So that was uh, that was too that, but I think those games kind of made Duke tougher, though, in the long run. You know, we talk about mental toughness. The game at UVA and the game at Virginia Tech up at Blacksburg. Uh, and I think in the long run, they developed some more mental toughness from that. And I think you've seen that paying off recently as well. But, yeah, definitely another missed call, you know, by the refs. And, again, I don't like to talk about refs. Uh, I have all, all the utmost respect for them. But, you know, again, you go to the replay monitor and you still can't get it right. So, I don't know. You know what? And <laughs> I tell you what, hold that thought for a second because I want to ask you about that. You and I are men of a certain generation, and I, I, I want to delve into that here in a second. But I do need to thank our exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show is UNC Lenore Healthcare, nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston, or right there in Kinston. We're actually up in Burlington right now. But UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road in Kinston for your health care needs or call them at 252 252- Five two two seven thousand. You can also email them at info at lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, uh, Dr. Dimitri Thomas, all the folks, uh, Dr. Clara Paris, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare. We do appreciate them being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. And let's get back into our big interview here with Harlan Neal. He is a voice of uh, high school basketball here on 960 The Bull and 960thebull.com. He's also, uh, the, and that's actually not. Not the reason I have you on today, Harlan, is because of uh, your knowledge of ACC basketball and how big of a Duke fan you are, and just your, that's why we wanted to have you on, especially with the ACC tournament going on. But you talked to—you've now made two points about instant replay, Harlan, and about how it takes. You know, a I think it's just taken away from the flow of not just college sports, but professional sports too, and even uh, college baseball and. Scott and Brett Kennedy can tell you too that you know we'll be at a ECU baseball game and you've got a good game flow going, but all of a sudden you get an appeal for a, a instant replay and then you lose two, three, four minutes of the game. You lose all momentum of the game. Here's where I'm going with this, Harlan. And again, you and I being men of a certain generation, we remember sports before instant replays and all this. I got to tell you, Harlan, I want your opinion on it. I wish we didn't have instant replay, dude. And yes, I want him to get it right, but you know what? There's sometimes you have a human element in things, and that to me is what sports is, is that human element. I want to get your thoughts on that. 
Brian, I agree with you. You're spot on, 100%. You know, I think it's part of the game. There's going to be some human error now and then, you know, and it is very disruptive to the flow of the games. And one thing I've noticed, it takes them so long to look at something that a lot of time it's very obvious once you look at a replay. They'll sit there, and it's almost like they're having a board meeting there at midcourt. <laughs> and I mean, it's like, okay, how long is this going to go on? And it does interrupt the flow. Uh, I agree with you. I, you know, I know there's going to be mistakes made, and I always kind. And I, you know, I was thinking about Duke that day. Yeah, they lost to Virginia that day. That was a tough call. But you know what? They also had 22 turnovers that day and missed a ton of free throws. So you know what? Don't put it in the don't put it in the officials' hands at yeah. the end of the game like that. If you can, if you can do it, you know there was a lot of reasons why they lost that game today. Obviously, that play was magnified. But and and, Virginia, and in fairness, Virginia missed some free throws that day too. I they they missed their share too. So, but again, I agree with one hundred percent. I I I I wouldn't mind seeing them do away with it. And baseball, it's really disruptive. I mean, it's just you know they're trying to speed up the game and all that, and then you're adding that into it. So. You know, I like the umpire to call the balls and the strikes. I don't want some electronic computer diagram calling balls and strikes. You know, I just I just don't like that either. I like the purity of the game. It's part of the game. It's part of the game. And well, that's see, what makes it fun. I don't know how big a, an NBA fan you are. We've never talked about that, Harlan. But I love the NBA, especially, you know, with our two kids that are in it, uh, you know, playing for Dallas and for New Orleans. So I, watch, I have the league pass. I mean, I probably watch. I mean, Scott will tell you, I probably watch five or six games a, a week. I mean, I'm that much in the NBA. But I was watching, and dude, in Harlan, it's probably been three or four weeks ago. But it was so freaking frustrating. It, it was a Dallas game uh, before Kyrie came in. So like I said, it's probably been three or four weeks ago. But anyway, to get to the point, it took them because there were three replays in the final 45 seconds, Harlan. This is not an exaggeration. It took them 20 minutes to play the last minute of a game and a game that wasn't even it was like an eight point game it's not even like it was coming down to the buzzer it took them 20 minutes to play the last minute of the game because of all the replays they went to the monitor to watch dude yeah it it, it takes i do watch the nba son brian and and you're right it it, it disrupts it disrupts the flow and then you got teams that have momentum and then it, it just, it really, it, it's not a good, it's not a good look or a product on the field or on the court at all. So I agree with you. I'm, I, I just wish they'd do away with it, to be quite honest with you. Half the time, they can't even get it right anyway. So why not just go ahead and let the game be what it is? Yeah, there's going to be some human error, but that's part of the purity Amen. of the game. Amen. I get that. Yeah, we all got that. We've all, all, all our teams have had some bad calls against them at certain times. You know, that's part of it. But, uh, you are spot on. Uh, I'm a little bit old school, but I do I do love the purity of it too as well. Amen. Like I said, uh, I got these young pups over here, and uh, <laughs> Brett Kennedy and Scott, who uh, you know they 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 don't even remember life before instant replay. I don't think. Do you remember it, Brett? Life before instant replay. Ooh, See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that uh, that takes me back there. I don't I don't think I do. Yeah. Um, no, I I, I don't. Well, so. hey, Harlan, tell them about the old days, man, when, you know, a, a play would be called and, yeah, the referee or the, you know, the umpire might blow it and the, the coach or the manager of the baseball team or whatever, they may complain about it. But you know what? You lived with it and then life went on, didn't it, Harlan? Yeah, you did. Life went on. And what, what a lot of the coaches would do back then, they'd get, they'd get teed up. They would almost get a technical foul <laughs> intentional to get their team and the fans pumped up. 
you know, get a bad call against them that looked like it was pretty obvious, obviously. And then, you know, it's like, how did they miss that call? Obviously, no replay. Boy, the, and then the coach is giving them an earful. And then all of a sudden, boom. I love one of my Bones McKinney stories. You probably know this. Brian, uh, I know. You know I love Bo- Go coach, ahead. I love coach, Bones McKinney. He coached Wake Forest way back in the day and did some other coaching assignments. But I love this one. He – he, uh, he, 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 uh, he, I can't remember who they were playing, but it was in one of the basketball games that uh, Wake was playing. And he called a timeout and he called the referee to come over there. <laughs> and he took off his glasses and he told the referee, he says, uh, you need these more than I do. And the, and the ref teed him up. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Bones McKinney was, see, the story I thought you were going to tell was, uh, the, the official knew he blew the call. And I, this was, if you guys saw it last year, uh, the ACC uh, network did this great ten-part series on an ACC tournament. Did you got? Did you watch any of that, Harlan? I did. It's fantastic. I encourage everybody to take some time and do that. It's very well done. It, it, it brings back a lot of wonderful memories. But yeah, very well done. I sure did. Well, fantastic. I don't remember if this was part of that or if it was one of the stories because I grew up in Northwestern North Carolina. I grew up in Wilkes County, so I mean, I, I knew about Bones McKinney. I knew about Wake Forest and all that, but. Uh, <laughs> basically what happened was the official made a bad call and it wasn't like a game deciding call but he made a bad call and uh coach mckinney called him over and he said uh you know you missed that call right and uh the official said yeah you know something along the lines of being human or something too and he said you know what i'm gonna make you feel better about yourself go ahead and tee me up and he was like wait what and evidently bones mckinney said a word that he's not supposed to say so the <laughs> official would tee him up so it would make the official feel better about himself that's where i thought you were going with that story i thought that was awesome man that is all that sounds like something bones would do that's man that's a great story as well <laughs> that is funny that is unreal <laughs> That voice you're listening to is Harlan Neal. Uh, he is in Durham. You've got uh, Brett Kennedy, Scott Whittington, myself. We are here in Burlington. All of us up here in the area for the ACC tournament. And I let's get it turned back to that now. And uh, just let's take a quick look at these games that are taking place today. Uh, Scott had asked you about uh, what you thought about the uh, uh, the big uh, Pitt Duke game today. That's a two thirty game. We're approximately two thirty, but the first game of the day. Well, you know what? Before we even get into that, Harlan, again. You're an old-school ACC guy like myself. How big of a smile is on your face that the big four are playing all four today in four separate games today? What does that mean to you, Harlan? That means a great deal to me. That is tradition at its finest, and I love the tournament being in Greensboro, back on Tobacco Road, to get all the fan bases that are able to make it to the games and that kind of thing. And I would say I'm not actually officially working today, but I would, I would think work productivity is definitely <laughs> going to go down today. And tonight, forget it. I mean, you know what? Uh, it's like in the back. I remember back in the day uh, when the teachers used to roll the TV sets out on Friday afternoon, and we would actually watch the ACC tournament when I was in elementary school. And uh, that was a big deal back then. This was back in the back in the '60s and, and that kind of thing and '70s. But the, Anyway, but it was just great. But I, I, I think it's fantastic. You know, State and Carolina coming off huge wins. I mean, they just well, offensively just blew Boston College and Virginia Tech uh, out of the Greensboro Coliseum last night. And then Wake, you know, with the, uh, almost the buzzer beater, you know, Davian Williamson hits that three-pointer there at the end. And little did I know that was Jim Beheim's last game coaching at Syracuse. He officially retired yesterday. So, uh, and it doesn't look like they're going to get an NIT bid, so that that that's going to be it, I think, for Coach Beheim. So, what, uh, uh, what, what, what was what was your thoughts? Because I wanted to ask you about that. Your your thoughts on Beheim leaving? Because uh, 
Hanks and I were talking about this earlier in, in the last hour, and he said, well, well I'm not going to miss him at all. And I'm he, not. He, he didn't like Greensboro. He hated Greensboro for years. And But, I mean, Bayheim's got all that respect. I mean, if you think of coaches in the ACC, you think of Coach K, you think of Roy Williams, and you think of Jim Bayheim. He's in that upper echelon of coaches. And then in, also in just college basketball. But your thoughts on uh, on Bayheim just abruptly leaving all of a sudden here. Hey, now, listen, Harlan, yeah, Harlan, Harlan, I want you to answer that question but does this right here not show you and I say this with respect the youth of Brett and of Scott that they consider Jim Boeheim a, a legendary ACC coach I know isn't that interesting yeah, you think of the, <laughs> but that's yeah, cool. that's their generation the that's what yeah that's that's exactly right that's a great point Brian yeah you think of the big east titles with all you know yeah. them playing in Madison Square Garden against St. John's and all the Georgetown matchups against John Thompson and all that Louis uh, all in Lou, uh, Lou Karnasaka and all that. So, yeah, that's what you normally used to think of with Bayheim. Yeah, he wasn't a big fan of Greensboro. I think he, he didn't even like eat at Denny's or something like that. I, I think that's what he <laughs> referred to in Greensboro. He, uh, you know, never gave it very much respect. But then again, he never had very much success coming down here either to these tournaments. <laughs> anyway, but I think the game, I think he looked like he was absolutely miserable. He looked like, I hate to say it, he did, it's like the game is passing by. And it was definitely time, you know, you could just tell he, he just, it, it was just one of those things where it was probably time to go. And I think the administration was feeling that way too. I think that had a lot to do with it as well. They, they know there's, there's time to make a change. And then also too, these, these, uh, these older school coaches now think about how, how that transfer portals affected teams. These guys, it's tough to recruit now. And then you basically have to re-recruit your own players. You don't know yep. who's tapping into your own base of players. Uh, basically, at the end of the season, you've got to do exit interviews with every single player, whether you're a football coach or a basketball coach now, because you don't know who's leaving or who they may have been talking to. You know, so uh, you might be counting on a guy that maybe didn't have as much playing time last year, and then you think he's going to be progressing and all that, and all of a sudden he's, he's off to another school. So this thing, these teams and these rosters can change very quickly now. So I, I know that was that was tough for him as well, just like it was tough for uh, you know Roy Williams and and um, you know Coach K, and then also uh, Jay Wright. I think about Jay Wright at yep, Villanova. Yep. You know he decided that. I think that's one of the reasons he got out of, out of it. I mean, I just think that the landscape has changed so much. But uh, Coach Bayham had a tremendous career. But I do think the game. I do have respect for him. But I but I do think the game had passed him by, and it was time to make a change and. Uh, you know what? You know it's it's Syracuse, so I, I will move on and and go from there. Obviously, absolutely. That voice you're listening to it's Harlan Neal joining us this morning here on uh, the Brian Hank Show. Scott's showing me a T-shirt. Uh, I guess somebody was wearing yesterday that said Greensboro versus Bayheim. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That was he was. Uh, I, I was down on the lower part yesterday. I was just kind of. Sometimes it's just fun to watch the coaches. Oh, absolutely, the yeah. You see things you don't see on TV a lot, and I was in a position down on the lower level where I could see the coaches and then the players, and then they would run out the tunnel and all that. And you just get some neat vantage points. But boy, he was he was <laughs> he was arguing left and right. He was he was, on, he was out there on the court half the time. I mean, it was just he, he was all yeah, he was he was all all been out of shape. That game went back and forth, and and again, good job by Wake to uh, pull that out. That's that's going to be a tough matchup. They'll play Miami, of course, at noon today. 
Well, very good. Well, I want to keep talking to ACC. Can you hang with us? Uh, with, Absolutely. Uh, have, well, this is cool. Then that's what we're going to do. Let's take a look at uh, today's games with uh, Brett and Scott and Harlan Neal here. And by the way, if you tried to guess, I had to look it up, Harlan. When do you think Syracuse joined the ACC? Do you remember the year? Because I didn't. I had to look it up and see. I, that's a great question. I'm trying to thank myself. That's good lord. It's Go ahead and guess. Go ahead. Because I would have said, I don't know why. I was thinking it was in the 07 08 window, but it was not. When do you think it was, uh, Harlan? Uh, let's see. 2005, 2006? Dude, 2013. 2013. So wow. only 10 years ago, but I swear it feels like Syracuse. Well, Syracuse, it Notre Dame, like Pitt, it does. Yeah. It does feel like much. Uh, that feels like much longer. That's a long. That's a no wonder he retired. That's a long <laughs> ten years from him. It's an that, absolutely that takes, long that, that ten years. That seem like twenty years for him. It, it especially in dog years for Jim Beheim. <laughs> hey, absolutely, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, I tell you what. In our first hour, and if you missed our first hour of the Brian Hanks show, you can go to brianhanks.com. You can hear uh, Brett Kennedy from Channel Twelve, Scott Whittington, the son of Kinston, and myself. We broke down all of yesterday's games. I want to preview today's games with Harlan Neal on the line with us and to get input from Brett, to get input from Scott, and definitely from Harlan, too, and I'll throw my insights in there, too. But let's uh, let's kick it off uh, or tip it off today here, Harlan. We'll start with you. The noon game today is Wake Forest uh, versus Miami. Wake Forest is the eight seed. They're 19-13 and 13 overall. They finished 10-10 and 10 in the ACC this year, taking on the number one seeded Miami Hurricanes. Uh, they are 24-6 and six going into this game, and uh, the only time they played this year, the Hurricanes won that game. It was a, a pretty tight game in Miami on February 18th, 96-87. to 87. Uh, The neat thing about uh, the spread in that game today is uh, Miami is favored by six. The over-under is 157. Harlan Neal, your thoughts on Wake Forest-Miami noon game today, ACC tournament. Yeah, yeah not a lot of defense played in that first game, was it? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Well, which which leads to, and let me ask you this real quick, since you brought that up, you're right, what, uh, help me with math here, guys, 183 points scoring that, and the over-under, that's the reason I wanted to bring it up, the over-under is 157, I mean, a full, almost 30 points lower than it was the first time, that kind of surprised me a little bit, Harlan. That is surprising. A lot of times, sometimes in the tournament, teams, things do tighten up a little bit, but, you know, of course, State and Carolina had no trouble scoring last night, no. but, uh, but again, you know, by you know, Wake Forest, uh, one of the things, he, uh, Steve Forbes, coach of uh, Wake Forest, has done an outstanding job of using the transfer portal. And, and, and that's not always easy to do because you're bringing in three or four or five guys and they've never played together. And he's good at getting these guys to mesh and buy into to what kind of offense and defense he wants to run. But uh, Tyree Appleby, their guard, is a very outstanding player. He was up for ACC Player of the Year. Obviously, uh, Isaiah Wong uh, from Miami actually won that award. Uh, award, but uh, but uh, Appleby really makes the uh, the Deacon Deacons go very fast, athletic guard runs the offense very well, and uh, they did have a key injury there toward the end of the year. Uh, Damari Monsanto, good outside shooter, actually a six six guard, uh, messed up his knee, and he is unavailable for the rest of the season. So that was a big loss to Wake Forest. Again, he was one of some of their potential three-point shooting out there and had done a good job. But, uh, but again, uh, Cameron Hildreth's a good guard. He backs guards inside. Andrew Carr's filling in. But, but Wake played, Wake, Duke, I remember I went to both Duke Wake games this year and Wake, Wake is a pill to deal with. They're, they, they're, they're, again, they're kind of tough-minded too. They're, they're very mentally tough. So, uh, it should be a great game today. Uh, 
And then, uh, then you flip over with uh, Jim Laranego of Miami, outstanding job he's done there. And, uh, boy, they're led by Nigel Pack. And then they've got uh, Jordan Miller does a good job. He, he averages about 15 points a game. And Isaiah Wong, he, he's been around. And, and, and Miami's old and experienced as well. Yeah. I mean, their, their average age is on up in the high 20s and maybe close to 23 years old as well. So very experienced, uh, very tough-minded. Uh, they are very athletic. And uh, also, uh, Machado Amir, uh, he's one of their uh, inside forwards. He does a really good job. He grabs about 10 rebounds a game. He's a handful as well. And I do remember the last time that Duke went down to Coral Bay Gables, uh, Miami spanked them. Boy, that was a, that was a low point of the Duke season. But, uh, but again, I think this is going to be an outstanding game today. I do give the edge. I think my, my, I think there's going to be too much with Miami really overall. That Wake's had a good season too. Uh, but I think it'll be very, very competitive, but I do see the Hurricanes prevailing in that game. I'm going to say the Hurricanes by six over the Demon Deacons today at the Greensboro Coliseum, but it should be a very, very competitive game. Wake Forest is not going to go away quietly. Well, you and Vegas agree 100% then, Harlan, because that's what Vegas has uh, Miami as six-point favorites. Brett Kennedy, uh, Miami versus Wake. Ooh, man, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with Harlan. I think I think Miami has it in this one, but uh, shout-out to Wake for winning their first ACC tournament game. We were talking the other day. It wasn't 2009. It wasn't that far back, but I just looked it up. That was since 2017. Still, so they, six that's years still ago. Still six years ago. That was, uh, that was their first win in six years yesterday, so congrats to Wake. But I'm going to pick Miami in this one. It's going to be close. It's going to be fun uh, right down to the wire here, but I think – Miami's just going to pull away. They've got just a little bit more and a little bit more experience, uh, like Harlan was saying. Scott Whittington. You know, Miami is good. They're a really good, talented team. I'm going to be the one here. Wake Forest by two. Upset. Wow. Upset. Wake Forest by two today. God, I would love to see that. And I'm not going to Yeah, go ahead. That's a- that's the beauty. You never know. And, you know, Scott, you make a point there. It, it would not surprise me. It would not surprise me. That's how, again, we talked about the, the, the razor-thin margin on some of these games earlier in the broadcast. So that's, that's an interesting pick, but I can't say I totally disagree with you there either. So there's both sides of it, but that's what makes it fun. Well, you know? I'm going to go with uh, the rest of you guys, and I do. I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a competitive game, but I think when it comes down to the end, uh, Miami's going to have a little bit too much for Wake. So three of us with Miami, one of us with Wake, and I tell you what, we're going to stay in chronological order here. Harlan, Pittsburgh, 22-10 and 10 overall. They finished 14-6 and six in the ACC, taking on uh, oh, this little team from Durham uh, named Duke. Uh, Duke won the only <laughs> <laughs> Duke won the only meeting between the teams, 77-69 to 69 on January 11th in Durham. And then the point, uh, Vegas has Duke favored by six. They've got the over-under in that game at 141.5. Harlan, Pitt versus Duke. I've got Duke by four in this, but I think this one's going to be a little bit tighter. And that game in Durham was actually about a one. And Duke has improved so much since that game. That was when Duke was still trying to find their identity. I think the Cameron Crazies really helped them out a lot that day, too. And Pitt's improved, too. Like I said, we, as we talked earlier, you know, uh, Jeff Capel's done a great job, you know, ACC Coach of the Year. And uh, they're one game away for tying for first place instead of in the fifth seed position. So that's uh, – like you said, one basket against Miami. But I'm going to go with the Blue Devils by four. I think the key today is Duke has got to, got to rebound the basketball well and have great defensive intensity, which has really been their identity. Watch for Pro- what they'll do, what, what Shire's going to do. Um, Tyrese Proctor is the point guard. 
he has taken upon himself. He wants the top score on the other team. He wants that assignment every game. And actually, that's what Shire, he's that kind of kid. Amazing, this kid's supposed to be playing basketball still in high school. He came from Australia. He didn't even get on campus till like late July, 1st of August. He was way behind. But uh, the kid's got a unique uh, mental toughness about him and maturity about him for his age. But uh, that's going to be a key uh, a key assignment is to see how he handles uh, what the assignment will be. Uh, it'll probably be on night attack most likely. But uh, but anyway, but we'll see. But uh, that's going to be a really key there. But offensive rebounding. And, again, it would be nice to see the Blue Devils start to shoot the three ball a little bit better. They've really struggled with that. But if you can open up that three, that is huge. And so, uh, but anyway, it's going to come down to offensive rebounding and defense for the Blue Devils. Well, Harlan Neal's got Duke by four. Uh, Brett Kennedy. Oh, man. Uh, Pittsburgh is no joke. They, yep. are, they are no joke. They've had a great season. Um, I, I, I agree with Harlan. I think this is going to be a great down to the wire game, but Duke's just kind of they, they've got that it factor the last couple games here. Um, ever since that Virginia loss, they've won one, two, three, four, five. So they're on, they're on a five game winning six streak. Game. It's six game six, win, yeah. yeah, six game winning streak. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about UNC. Uh, six game winning streak headed into this. Um, so I, I think they're they're going to make it seven here tonight. Uh, well, what kind of what kind of range? The spread uh, is six. Uh, Are the, you taking the, the over six, or the under? You know you? what? I'll take the over. Why not? Okay. I'll, I'll be I'll be I'll be uh, <laughs> I'll live dangerously. So, uh, but uh, yeah, that, I think Duke's got this one. So. Scott Whittington, wait, wait, I got to tell you this though, uh, Harlan. Your boy Scott over here, he's got a Duke hat on. He's got a Duke hoodie on. And I believe, let me see. Yep, he's got a Duke t-shirt on. He's got Duke Jordans on right now, okay? So your boy over here, Harlan, is all Duked out right now, okay? Very good, Scott. Very well done. I've got the same thing. I've got on Duke sweatpants. I've got on a Duke undershirt, a national championship shirt. I've got I another it. Duke long sleeve shirt. I've got a Duke vest, and I've got Duke Nike sneakers with a D on the side. So I'm right it. with you, Scott. That's awesome. I love it. Scott Whittington, Duke versus uh, Pitt today. It's going to be a, a big one. It's going to be a close one. It's, I know it's going to be one that's going to have me rocking back and forth in my chair in the Coliseum today, and I can't wait. Um, I'm going to do what Harlan did with the Wake-Miami game. I'm going to take the spread on this one. I'm going to take Duke by six. It'll be a okay. physical game. Uh, I'm looking for, you know, if uh, Derek Whitehead and Kyle Filipowski, they're going to come to play, of course. But if, if we get performances like we did in Chapel Hill at a Tyrese Proctor and Mark Mitchell, look out. Yeah. That, that's all I'm going to say is if we get uh, multiple performances from multiple players, look out. Well, I'm going to echo what Harlan said, too, about the three-point shooting. That's been the, the bugaboo for uh, Duke this year. When uh, And I hate to use the old tired adage of live by the three, die by the three, it's but – yeah. But it's true. Yeah. If Duke comes out firing kind of like how Carolina did last night, Carolina hit seven of their first ten three-pointers last night, you saw what the result was. I think uh, Duke's had the double bo- had the, the double buy. They've had time to rest. Yes, Pitt is coming in, having played a, a tough game yesterday. I think Duke comes out of the gates shooting big time, kind of like how Carolina did last night. I'm the one. I'm picking Duke, but I'm picking Duke by like 20. I think it's going to be an 18 to 20 point game. I think they're going to hit their shots. They love Duke has always loved playing in Greensboro, and I think uh, I don't think it's going to be much of a game. I think uh, whereas I, I think Wake 
Miami's going to come down in the final minute or two. I think Duke's going to put this thing away early. And uh, and Harlan and uh, Scott, you're not going to have a lot to worry about today, okay? Well, you you made my blood pressure go down, but I promise <laughs> you I will not need any blood pressure checks during this Duke Pitt game today. I can tell you that. Uh, yeah, it would be nice to see uh, Grant, you know, Jacob Grandison, who transferred in from Illinois. He was brought in as a three-point shooter, but he actually had struggled at times. But at times, he finds his stroke. If him and Jeremy Roach and then Phil, I really like Philipowski more inside, really. He's seven foot. My God, you know, I mean, it's okay to shoot a three out there now and then, but go inside. You're seven foot, son. Go in there and, and play basically basketball and dunk it. You don't need to be playing around out there on the three point line and all that. So that Save that for the NBA, right? Absolutely. We don't, we don't need that. You need to go inside. You're seven foot, you know, and do. You know, so go in there and make things happen there. And don't dribble too much in the lane there either. It's not good. <laughs> These five, ten, and six foot guards will have absolutely poke it away from you. But, but anyway, but I think and Jeremy and Jeremy Roach has really come up big this year. He plays. I, he's starting to play like he played last year in the NCAA tournament. He made a huge uh, layup against Carolina the other night. Drove down the lane and got that layup in there. He's good at carving up that offense. So. Jeremy's really good at making plays, too, but he's very capable of hitting outside shots, too. So I'd like to see that open up a little bit more for him, but uh, we'll see. But they have struggled with that. But, uh, again, I do like Duke from the standpoint they're getting very good balance. Look at the stat sheet after every game. They'll have five stars and double figures. Yeah. Oh, they're definitely balanced. Well, and what I like about it too, Harley, and we've got to move on to these last two games. We're running up against the clock here, but I do want to say this. Uh, you look at Duke, four freshmen, like you said, they're all basically, that team is 18 years old, taking on a pit team that, uh, listen, Coach Capel hit the uh, – the, about said the waiver wire but i guess essentially it is the waiver wire and his team like you said is all 22 23 24 years old and uh, so it's going to be youth versus experience today but i think the youth is just way I, dude you've got literally five or six players that are going to be earning or going to be playing professional basketball uh for duke so that's where i go with that okay nighttime games like i said we got to hit these pretty quick here harlan sure uh my, my heart is uh you talk about someone's heart having problems right now virginia i mean i grew up listen i, I didn't grow up anti-virginia tech i didn't grow up uh anti-duke or whatever i hated carolina growing up as a virginia fan okay i mean i really did sure. and it just so happens virginia carolina tonight virginia are only two point favorites and i got to tell you i for folks who listened to yesterday's show and I told everybody to take, you know, because Carolina were 10.5-point favorites last night. And I told everybody, oh, you know, put your house, put your wife, put your girlfriend, and uh, take uh, the under on that. I, I do apologize for that because there's a lot of wifeless and girlfriendless people and houseless, homeless people right now, Harlan, because I told everybody to uh, take the under there. But North Carolina versus Virginia, they played each other one time this year. Or, I'm sorry, they played each other twice. They each right. won at home. The uh, Virginia won on January tenth, sixty-five to fifty-eight. UNC won seventy-one to sixty-three just a couple of weeks ago on February twenty-fifth. Harlan Neal, Carolina versus Virginia. Who you got? I'm going with Carolina tonight. I I, I just think their <laughs> offense is really clicking. <laughs> I, just, I know. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. UVA is a very you know, and we know what you. UVA does a great job of slowing you down, that they want to keep the game in the 60s and high 50s and low 60s, mid-60s, that type of thing. And they'll still do some of that. But I really – I tell you, if, if Carolina can hit their outside shots like they did last night, that that's huge. And then Caleb Love and, 
and R.J. Davis and those kind of guys as well. And I was really happy for Dontrez Styles yes. last night. Had yes. a nice basket. He had a very nice assist, too, to uh, Pete Nance. And Dean Smith would have been smiling down on this one last night. He had a shot in the middle of the lane. He saw Nance underneath the basket and then took the – instead of the shot, he did a pass and then Nance got a layup. But anyway, was real proud of him last night, I, although uh, – it's like I want John Trez to do well, but I don't want the Tar Heels to win kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, uh, but yeah, this should be a very good game tonight. But I just think, you know, Carolina, they know their season's on the line, too. I mean, this is going to be huge. But again, you know, you got Jason Gardner from uh, Virginia, uh, T.A. Clark, you know, Reese Beckman. I mean, they, Virginia's good at what they do, and they're solid. And Tony Bennett is, is a tremendous coach. Oh, my goodness, strategy-wise. It's, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be who can get their wheel more toward the other, but uh, it's, going to be a, it's going to be a home game for Carolina, too. A lot of Carolina fans in there. It's going to be a home atmosphere. Lot, Absolutely. Of, and you, you brought up Kihei Clark. How about eighth-year senior Kihei Clark? I know. When's this guy going to graduate? <laughs> My God, I feel like uh, – like, uh, You know I, he was I, on I our national championship team in 19, right? Is he on? Is he is he on a decade plan or something? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. My goodness, he's still there. But uh, anyway, but I know I think he's from Hawaii originally, if I'm not yep. correct. He, well, from that. California, but I think his folks and his family's from Hawaii. But uh, there you go. go so, so you've got. Coach. So give me this. Uh, Carolina's, or I'm sorry, Virginia's favored by two. What what kind of score are you looking at? Carolina, Virginia. Uh, I'm going to say. I'm going to say. Uh, you. I, I'm going to go with uh, UNC by six, uh, seventy-four to sixty-eight over Virginia. Oh, okay. Well, okay. You've ripped my heart out. Hey, I just spoke I good about your Dukies and gave you a twenty-point win. Okay. Okay. I know it, but hey, that doesn't mean it won't happen, though, Brian. You know what I'm saying? You know how this stuff goes. This stuff is all suspect at best. Absolutely. But okay, Brett Kennedy. Just, Brett Kennedy, Virginia versus Carolina. Brian, I'll, I'll make you happy here. I'm going to go with the upset here. I think Virginia wins, okay. and I'm going to take them winning by five. Okay. Uh, I just I saw Jaden Gardner in person a lot when he was at ECU. Dominant, dominant player. Whoa, 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 of course, tell, tell him what Scott just did when you said Scott, that. Scott, of course, does the thumbs down there. Uh, it was, yeah. But uh, Jaden Gardner, man, he he can play. He is a very good player. And uh, I just think Virginia, like you said, Harlan, they, they, they run that defense to slow you down. And they already beat North Carolina once this year um, in Charlottesville. So I, I'm going to go with Virginia. Very good. What kind of score do you think? Uh, like I said, I think I said I had them winning by five. Okay. So, but over under is one twenty nine. That's right. Uh, you know what? Let's go. I'll go the under. There you go. So. There you go. Uh, Scott Whittington, Carolina, Virginia. <laughs> well, it's gonna be a good one. Yeah. Um, but I'm putting your heart back in you, Brian. Thank you. Thank I, you. I can't do it. I hope Don Trez has a great game. I've loved. I love Don Trez. I can't do it because if I do it, Linda Winnington will drive up here and get me herself. <laughs> and you know what? Give me I Virginia. Give me. I can't pick Carolina. Give me Virginia. There you go. Uh, what kind of score are you seeing? Uh, Virginia by six. There you go. I'm going to shock. Go. I'm going to shock the through. Probably not you, Scott, because you've already heard me say this. But uh, Harlan, I got to agree with you, buddy. I think Carolina wins that game tonight. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. I mean, over/under is one twenty-nine. I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a game in the fifties. I really do. I think it's going to be a fifty-five, fifty-two kind of game. But I think Carolina wins it because here's the thing, guys. 
Carolina needs I mean, Virginia's in. If Virginia loses tonight, Harlan and Brett and Scott, if Virginia loses, they're still in the NCAA tournament. Carolina needs this win, and I think they come out Absolutely. with a little more urgency than uh, Virginia does tonight, Harlan. Yeah, and they were able to rest a lot of their starters yesterday. Yep. They didn't have to spend too much energy against DC, you know, with it with the game well in hand. So that'll help today too. Although again, Virginia wants to slow the ball game down, but. You know, that's what makes it fun. It's going to be a very interesting game. But I just – I think I think the sense of urgency is uh, – and like I said, just because I predicted it, Brian, doesn't mean I want it to happen. Keep those two thoughts in mind there. Dude, but, uh, I'm say, I am saying the exact same thing, I promise. I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong, <laughs> but – but I've seen Virginia through the years enough to know, and I'm not poor mouthing them. I just I think this Carolina. Listen, we got to get this last game. We literally have two minutes here, real quick, okay, everybody. Uh, NC State, Clemson. I know Mr. Clemens is not going to be happy that we're only giving two minutes to uh, State and Clemson. But NBA. how about this? How about this? State. You know, Clemson has dominated uh, State this year. They beat them seventy-eight to sixty-four in Clemson on uh, December thirtieth, and then ninety-six to seventy-one on February twenty-fifth again. And it wasn't even that close. How about this? Try this one on for size harlan neil state is favored by two and a half points it's a, it's a head scratcher I, I can't figure that one out either that those scores but i'm going to go with the wolf pack today i just don't <laughs> i mean i think it, it, I, nc state is very very athletic uh you know jarkel joiner and uh tarkavian smith and smith hit 30 points last night he hasn't been playing real well lately and joiner uh has really been playing well he he, he is an unbelievable player. DJ Burns inside, and Jack Clark has really added some nice depth to them too. So I'm going with the Wolfpack tonight. I just think they're too athletic, and I I, I just feel like they're going to beat the Tigers. I don't I don't think the third time is going to be the charm uh, for the Tigers tonight. So with three sweeping the, the Wolfpack three straight times, so I'm going to go with NC State tonight. Although again, PJ Hall and Chase Hunter. And Hunter Tyson has done a great job for the Tigers. Uh, Brad Burnell has done an outstanding job coaching Clemson this year as well. So, uh, But I'm going with the Wolfpack tonight at Denny Keith. Very good. Okay, you've got the Wolfpack. Uh, Brett Kennedy. Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with Clemson in okay. this game. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised either way, but uh, I think just NC State, uh, it's going to be another one of those close games right to the finish. I think Clemson maybe wins by like a buzzer beater or some really bad call or something. Uh, I think Clemson uh, wins this one. So you're saying so. – uh, uh, Greg Clemens is going to be driving to Greensboro and shaking down a referee. I, I he about, might be. He <laughs> might be. Yeah, that might happen. Well, I was about to say, you just made Greg Clemens' bad list this morning. Uh, Greg Clemens is about to be really happy with me because I, I picked Virginia to beat Carolina, and I'm picking his Wolfpack to beat the Clemson Tigers. So you're saying that, oh, it's going to be Virginia versus State tomorrow. Virginia versus State. Oh, that would be so good. I've got, I'm going with State. Also, I really think out of the three of us in going with State, I think, yes, they've been blown out twice by Clemson. But as all four of us know, it's hard to beat somebody three times in one year. And I think State, uh, the way they played last night, I'll tell you this, gentlemen, if State plays the way they did last night, I don't think it's even going to be close. Now, I think it's going to be a close game, but if State comes out and if Terquavian has 30 tonight, that's going to be a, a similar game to those. Listen, Harlan Neal, thank you so much. Uh, let's let's find each other. I got to get a, a a selfie with you today out at the Coliseum, dude. Thank you so much for spending an entire hour with us here this morning on the Brian Hank Show, dude. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank y'all for having me, and y'all have a safe trip up the road. And I'm right behind you there. Let's definitely get <laughs> get, get together during one of the intermissions today. Sounds good, my friend. Thank you so much, Harlan. You're welcome.
Take Very care. Good. Well, we are in our final uh, minute and a half here or so of uh, the show. Uh, Brett, just final thoughts. I mean, uh, a big day of games today uh, at the ACC tournament. Uh, anything outside the box maybe that we haven't touched that you're thinking about for today? Oh, man, I don't, it's just bizarre. It's it's awesome that all, all of our in-state teams are still playing, and they're each involved in all four of the games today. So that's just going to be a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully the fans just come out in big big oh. waves. We saw a good crowd yesterday. We're going to see even even better crowd today, and uh, cannot wait. It's it's. Good to see that the men's tournament back here in Greensboro. I love it. Scott Weddington. I'm so excited for today. My, the little kid and me growing up watching <laughs> ACC tournament all the time is just excited. This is your first one. My first ACC tournament. Yep. I'm ready. It's going to be good. And I want to send good vibes to Kim McNeil and the Lady Pirates tonight as they go for the AAC championship tonight. And we will be watching that uh, yes, from, uh, from the Greensboro Coliseum, too. Okay. Listen, guys, thank you so much. Brett Kennedy getting up early. You've got to crazy day in front of you driving all over the state today to take care of business yeah thank you for joining us dude no problem scott whittington you're the man dude thank you thank you hey want to thank again uh, shane albie in our first hour want to thank harlan neal uh here in our second hour tomorrow's show we have mark panicelli on in the first hour in the second hour we're gonna have uh ken wallington uh join us you're your competitor but your friend too though right yeah ken's a good dude yeah ken is a very good dude for sure and also in our second hour tomorrow, Chris Edwards will be joining us too. So listen, have, thank you so much. Happy ACC tournament. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.